from AM and FM stations around the country. Welcome to the Small Business Administration award-winning School for Startups Radio, where we talk all things small business and entrepreneurship. Now, here is your host, the guy that believes anyone can be a successful entrepreneur because entrepreneurship is not about creativity, risk, or passion, Jim Beach. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting edition of School for Startups Radio, it's Friday, finally, February 2nd. Can you believe it's already February 2024? We have a fantastic show, two great conversations, and I appreciate you, as always, being with us. First up today, we have a NASA laser scientist who, with FDA, uh, yeah, FDA approval, has created the Theradome. It is a hair restoration regrowth system. It's one of the lasers that you wear on your head, like a bicycle helmet. I am follically challenged, greatly largely bald-ing, and so I am very excited about this topic and cannot wait to meet our NASA scientist. Dr. Taman Hamid is with us. And we'll be our first guest. Very excited to meet him in a few minutes. And then after that, we're going to talk about alcohol. You know, we have just finished up uh, alcohol-free January. What do they call that? I don't remember. Uh, We'll ask Dustin. Uh, Dustin Dunbar is with us. He is leading the alcohol-free revolution. And I'm not trying to get on the bandwagon and ruin anyone's fun. I like a drink every once in a while. I can't currently drink too well because of some of the medicines I'm on and I miss it on Friday night. I'd like to have a drink. And so anyway, we will have a conversation with Dustin about alcohol and appreciate you being here to do that as well. Before that, I want to comment a little bit more on what I said on Friday. I was discussing on Friday, I'm sorry, on Wednesday, Wednesday, a couple of days ago, and I got a lot of emails about it. The idea that as an entrepreneur, all I want is to know the rules and to know what the playing field looks like. Tell me what the rules are. Don't change the field. And let's go out there and play the game of small business. I'm going to do my best to help make money, contribute to the economy, pay my taxes, create jobs for other people, and try to just you know run a nice little business. You can't change the rules. I need to know what the rules are. And so I was talking about my friend who has been indicted on countless charges. It's one of those things where if you do one thing and you then write it on nine checks, that's nine different charges, right? And so my a good friend of mine who happens to be the most honest person I know on earth, I've said that for decades, and then all of a sudden my friend is indicted. There are these conservation easements, which for 25 years has been an aggressive tax avoidance policy. When it was fully explained to me, I said, I don't think I would. That sounds a little bit iffy to me. But for 25 years, the IRS has allowed it. People who have done it have been audited and been blessed. 
maybe there have been some penalties, whatever, but they have been allowed to do it for 25 years. All of a sudden, they changed the policy and have indicted people that were doing it for 25 years. Here in Atlanta, an Atlanta business person, a CPA who ended up into selling a bunch of these conservation easements, 71-year-old man was sentenced to 25 years in jail for selling something that for 25 years the IRS has let him do. He wasn't hiding it. It wasn't secret. <laughs> you know, it's, I just don't know if I feel right about that. The rules are changing. And if you're going to change the rules, we need to know what they are and what they look like. And it's just such a hard position for all of us to be in. I don't know if you saw earlier this week, Mark Cuban, of course, the Dallas famous entrepreneur and Shark Tank, who I happen to have done business with in the 90s tangentially, but that's a story for another day. Mark Cuban got in trouble for writing a tweet or an X or whatever we call it nowadays. I will read part of it to you and I have a little discussion. He said, I have never hired anyone based exclusively on race, gender, religion. I only hire the person that will put my business in the best position to succeed. And yes, Race and gender can be part of the equation. I view diversity as a competitive advantage. Well, very soon after that, Andrea Lucas, who is the EEOC, the uh, Employment Commissioner of the United States, wrote back, unfortunately, you're dead wrong on black letter Title Seven law as a general rule. Race, sex can't even be a motivating factor, nor a plus factor, tiebreaker, or tipping point. Oh, goodness. In other words, the EEOC, who would be the people who would get you in trouble if you're not diverse enough, are saying that you're not allowed to use race or sex as a motivating factor at all. Well, you know, I'm not a Mark Cuban fan, but I'm on his side on this one. You're telling us that we're going to lose points if we're not diverse, and then you tell us that we can't hire based on diversity. I I don't know what the law is. I don't know what's right. I don't know who's right in this situation. All I know is that I can't keep track. So that's very frustrating. That is not fair. The rules, the playing field is not, it's not fixed. Ah. Anyway, you know what I'm going to be happy about is my regrowing hair. We'll be right back to talk about the Theradome. School for Startups Radio hopes you will reach out to us if you have any questions or comments or if you need help with your business at any stage, from concepts to exit. Jim accepts all connections on LinkedIn. He tweets from at Entrepreneur Jim, and he responds to emails at james.beach at att.net. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to the show again. Thank you so much for being with us. I am very excited for my next guest. He is truly a rocket scientist, worked for NASA inventing new cool technologies and implements that would make the NASA life uh, better, focusing almost entirely, not entirely, but uh, focusing on lasers. He has also worked with companies that were sold to GE Medical and Johnson & Johnson at the senior executive level. 
He has used his laser technology now in a new way that I have to just laugh at because I am the perfect customer for him. He has a new book out. It is called Grow It Back, How Laser Phototherapy Stops Hair Loss and Regrows Your Hair. Please welcome Mr. Dr. Tamim Hamid to the show. Sir, how are you doing? Jim, thank you so much and great job on pronouncing my name. Congratulations. I got it, finally. All right, <laughs> I don't have to say it again. From now on, it'll just be doctor. How about that? Mm. Uh, yeah, Tamim is fine. Tamim is fine. All right. So I am a, you know, the stereotype horseshoe, I guess, the, the stuff on the, around the edges, mostly about, I guess, mm -hmm. what, 80% bald, 90% bald on the top mm -hmm. or something, but right. it's been gradual. I'm comfortable with it. You know, I, I guess, I don't know. Uh, how cool is the laser technology? How does it hurt? Talk to me about it. Tell me the basics. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. This is a cold laser technology, meaning that there's absolutely no heat and no pain whatsoever. And the, the whole concept of this, of this new laser that uh, we've come up with is that it's based on stimulating the mitochondria of each hair follicle. And that means it has to, the light just high, it has to go through about about five millimeters in, and then uh, it stimulates the hair follicles and it starts, the first thing it does, it stops hair loss, which is really important. And then um, it starts regrowing hair because it takes four months for hair to grow, just like a baby takes nine months to gestate in a mother's womb. So four months for hair to grow back. All right. You know, so I've seen the TV commercials, the little helmets that people put on. It yeah. seems like, I mean, I got to be honest with you since we're friends now, it seems like that's a scam. That seems like BS, you know, I would have, yeah, I would have trouble believing that. Well, it's kind of like if I told you 15 years ago, 10 years ago, that you would be carrying around a device around here you'll be able to call people, you'll be able to email, you'll be have GPS, you'll be taking video, you'll be taking pictures, you'll be calling taxis, paying for, if I told you, I'm going to give you a device like that, you'd probably see, say the same thing, right? That, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. So yeah, technology takes uh, about 10 years to mature. So yeah, light is, um, let me just put it this way. Light is the only thing in the world that keeps us alive, okay? Without light, we would not be able to be alive. And especially humans, we know how to, we, you know, we know how to take light, especially for like we take light energy and convert it to chemical energy every day when we go in the sun in the form of vitamin D. And so we, you know, plants take light to do photosynthesis and, and that's how we get our fruits and vegetables and everything Our everything is made out for light. So, um, but we found a specific light wavelength that stimulates the hair follicle. So like, just like, you know, when you put a microwave, uh, something in the microwave, that's a wavelength of about 1,350 megahertz, and that stimulates water. And another one, x-ray, is for 
um, for, you know, determining the bone density and, and bone issues and stuff like that. And so every, every wavelength, like your listeners right here, depending on the radio station, has a specific wavelength that they're listening to. And you have to dial in, at, you know, if your radio station's 98.5, then that's where people, you know, you can't go to uh, 101.2 and try to listen to your radio station because it's not going to be there. Yeah, that's punk rock. We don't want to go there. No, no, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, what does you, uh, so you have the book that talks about it, right? So, at one level, we want to talk about that. Do you also have a product that you endorse that uh, actually has the lights yeah. and all of that? I, how do we implement? Yeah. Yeah, it's a step-by-step guide. That's what I wanted to write about because, um, like you said, when we first, this is the there's only three available um, solutions for hair loss by the FDA right now. The FDA only allows you to you know approve it for minoxidil, which is a uh, sorry vasilator, or uh, finasteride which is an anti-androgen, uh, a lot of side effects with um, finasteride. And then, um, and then our, our device was the third uh, cleared and approved device for, by the FDA. So uh, I, got, you know, I got a lot of people asking questions about it. I probably told, the first question that people would always, always ask me is, how does this work? Is this really, does it really stop and really grow, regrow your hair? So after I've explained to, uh, you know, over a thousand times, I said, I better write a book about it so people will understand how, you know, not only explain the technology, but give them a step-by-step guide how to stop their hair loss and regrow their hair. Okay. So there's not a physical product that you want to mention that you're uh, affiliated with? Uh, sure. I mean, uh, my, my, I have a product that's called the Theradome. It's a helmet with um, about 80 of these lasers that are cold lasers that do not produce any heat. You sit in it twice a week, and that's it. So you sit under it. It's fully automated, um, and then you, you start seeing results in two or three weeks. With the, you, start, you start seeing no more hair in the, in the shower, no more hair in the pillows or in your brushes. That's the first thing that people get excited about. Okay, I'm past that. I don't find hair in the shower anymore. There's nothing. You're right, right. So will yeah, it you might be a my point, bit... will it re, you know, my hair has fallen out, I guess. You know, you know, there's yes. some stuff around the side. Will it regrow the stuff on the top? Uh, so what happens there is that is is your let me ask you this, is, since I can't see your um your head, is it shiny on top? Is there shininess on your scalp? No. Okay, no, but there's no that. hair up. Okay, so you know how some people are very shiny yeah, on yeah. top of their scalp, but yeah. So if it's too shiny, that means that there's a new skin that grew over your scalp, a new the skin, and it's only oil gland and sweat gland. That's why we see a lot of guys that are really, really shiny on top. You go, hey, are they putting wax in there, or are they putting some kind of? Uh, cream or lotion to make it more shiny. No, it's actually sweat and oil glands and absolutely no hairs. Okay. So there's no hope. So there. those, there is no hope. Only a uh, hair transplant will work. But, but if you are starting to lose your hair or you're halfway there, 
the you know this is the ideal solution for very advanced um like like the shiny um hair hair loss of patients we we recommend uh to do a hair transplant right i i see your picture i'm looking at you doctor uh what uh, what would you care to share about your hair status? You, from the picture, you have an incredibly thick head of hair. Is that natural? Is that God? Well, Do yeah. you supplement that or are you a customer and the owner or <laughs> well, uh, yeah. where do you fit in? <laughs> yes. Uh, it was funny. It was, uh, it was a really uh, ideal situation. It was a perfect situation because, I had discovered, um, I created this laser from scratch and we grow it right here in Silicon Valley. And at, at that ex- exact same time, around that time frame, uh, I had these, I had a new laser, but I didn't know what to exactly do with it. So it was a new technology. And then I happened to be losing my hair at the exact same time. So I built a prototype for myself and I say, let me try it for my hair, see if it works for hair loss, because it has different applications um, for other applications as well. But let me try the uh, for hair loss. And I put um, uh, I, I put a helmet together, and I wore it for nine months, and I regrew back my hair. Mine wasn't advanced as you know uh, as what we talked about earlier. Mine still had hair, but it all grew back because the top was growing really slow. Uh, like I would go get a haircut and the sides I would need trimming, but the top would need less trimming because it takes double the time to go uh, get a haircut for the top. So now my hair is, is actually growing at the same rate all over my head. All right. And as I said, I'm looking at your picture right now and uh, you got a great head of hair. And I also Thank see you. the Theradome now. Uh, picture and it looks like a bicycle helmet. Everybody, and mm-hmm. how long mm-hmm. you sit in it every day? 15? No, you sit in it only twice a week, twenty oh, minutes. Twenty minutes twice a week. That's no big deal. I mean, you yeah. know, read a book or do your emails or something yeah. like that. Uh, well, I'm you know well, I'm uh, in shock. You know, not. A, I guess. I guess I'm just sort of happy and surprised to know that the stuff I saw on TV isn't a scam, and that it really could work. So, uh, well, you know, well, one of the, we have hundreds of thousands of customers in 57 countries around the world, and um, one of the things we offered because it was so like you had, you know, your first reaction was. Uh, is this a scam? Is this what, you know, what kind of, because uh, hair loss has always been affiliated with uh, types of, you know, charlatans. And even back in the, you see, uh, you see all the cowboy movies with the wagon with uh, hair loss, tonics and creams and lotions and potions. Well, um, but, but the taking our device to the FDA and getting it cleared. So now the FDA is saying that, this is a this is a viable product and it does what it says. So uh, that's but the invention that I didn't mean to invent, but I did, was the stopping of the hair loss. That's I think the most exciting thing about this process. If you want to stop, there's no device or drug in the world that can stop your hair loss. This is the only device in the world. Absolutely fascinating. 
I'd ask yeah. you about how you developed all of the technology, but I wouldn't understand any of the answers, I guess. <laughs> so No, no, I'll make it I'll basics. make it real easy. <laughs> give me the yeah. basics of how lasers work and you know, incorporate a little bit about your research and development in the space and maybe some of the cool NASA things you did. But give me yeah. a couple of minutes of laser basics for the average seventh grader right okay good well my book uh covers up to down to a fifth grader so you will enjoy oh, okay. reading well, smarter the book, than your book okay so perfect <laughs> so so definitely um the way it works is that laser light is the only man-made light in in the world okay so the other lights are are not man-made you know for example incandescent and uh, and other lights like that so laser light was invented in you know 1960s thanks to einstein and others and so what it is, it's, 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 if you've ever had a laser pen diode, you know, the one that you chase cats with or, or in a PowerPoint oh, yeah, a presentation. Yeah. So those right there, think about that technology, that red beam. But what we do is we actually use a different wavelength. It's, that's really red, you know, that you can see or green or blue. But we use a very uh, light, um, light red that, that penetrates what it does, it penetrates the um, the scalp, and it and at the bottom of each hair follicle, there's two things. There's the where all the stem cells are, and if you can get into the stem cells and stimulate the stem cell of each hair follicle, what it'll do, it'll stay on your head longer. So the problem is that the hairs on the top only want to stay probably for about six months to a year. But w when you apply laser light, we can extend it from uh, two years to eight years on your head. So that one hair will stay up to eight years on your head. And that's what you want. But uh, most people, they lose their hair very quickly. And that's how we stop hair loss. Then, then what we do is we stimulate the, uh, the new hairs that will be coming in and those are stimulated with light as well. So the light, it's just like a plant, you know, like um, just almost like the sun. And when you stimulate a plant with light, it will actually grow very, very well because of the action of photosynthesis. So light um, and plants and your hair, all the same mechanism of action. All right. So... Yeah, when I did this, um, I actually, um, I actually created the laser, and in order to do this, uh, the best method is to put it in a helmet kind of type of, uh, but without producing any heat. So we have a a lot of technology that removes any heat because you know the scalp is already about ninety eight point six degrees. That's where you take your temperature when somebody's sick. So you don't want to make the lasers too hot. And uh, so it keeps it really cool, and and um, we stimulate we stimulate the um, mitochondria and the hair follicles, and the whole head starts to regrow your hair. Even on some women are are telling us that their eyebrows are going much uh, faster and above their ears and the back of their head. You know, depending on which type of hair loss problem they have. So is this the opposite laser? And I think that that's got to make you laugh. The idea that there's an opposite laser that has to be an oxymoron uh, or whatever uh, that makes hair fall out or hair 
removal. Oh, yeah. So it's laser hair yeah. removal, skin bleaching, and now hair regrowth, all lasers. Explain to me how a quote-unquote laser can have the three opposite effects. That's You see what I right. mean by my, my confusion? Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. So when when you get hair removed, what they do is they use a laser with a lot of power, a lot of intensity, and that's it actually it hurts. hurts. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's why it hurts, and it and it burns that hair follicle, and it keeps on trying to burn it. But unfortunately, um, um, you know, it, it there's no such thing as permanent hair removal because the hair keeps on growing. And then, uh, but we do the opposite. We actually just stimulate the light, just like a plant would, right? Just like the sun um, uh, douses its its uh, rays onto a um, you know plant. It it helps the plant grow, and it uses the the light energy from the light to turn into chemical energy, for example, like glucose, right? So if you want a tangerine or an orange or grapes, you know the 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 sun helps increase the photosynthesis and and does that we do the same thing with light for the hair we actually give it we bathe it in in the right amount of sun uh, the laser light sorry and it gives you the same effect uh, as fruits or plants or vegetables or whatever all right so when you had the idea let's entirely switch gears now please doctor let's go business entrepreneurship a hundred percent now. So you had the idea, you had the working prototype, your hair was growing. How do we turn that into a business that sold what? How many units did you say now? A hundred thousand something anyway. Oh no, no. It's uh, close to a million now. Close to a million units. Okay. 57 countries or something you said, right? 57 countries. Right. Right. Okay. There's where my over uh, over a hundred million treatments, over a hundred million treatment so far wow okay all right so let's talk about the the middle of those two stories you got the idea working the prototype is working how did you turn it into a business what did you do first did you go raise money did you build a factory how did you find your factory tell me the whole story from an entrepreneurial look Absolutely. Well, we started out in our garage, just as a proof of concept, and we started building our device right in the garage. So we started building prototypes of helmets, and it was pretty fascinating because we had to do a lot of um, lot of clinical studies and stuff like that 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 needed to be done for you know all the way from comfort to efficacy to make sure that it really did what it really is, is claiming to be, and we submitted it to the FDA once we had the FDA clearance, then we can start our marketing. And the way we did that is we partnered with hair clinics uh, that was um, like Bosley and Hair Club and um, all the really uh, great institutions that are, uh, I think you used one, one of the, uh, the hair club. Uh, not only did I find the, the you know, the, and not only exactly. did I That's buy the company, I yeah. not only did I use yeah. the product, I bought the company or something. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I met him. Um, Cy, uh, Cy, uh, no, he's hair club. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he um, he actually uh, sold Hair Club, but but anyway, we we partnered with these kind of product uh, companies first, and uh, they were they were amazed by it. They were like, "Oh wow, this is this is amazing!" They, they never really thought that light, just like you and others, they they couldn't believe that light. So now we are in over 
probably 6,000 clinics worldwide. Because Amazing. light, so uh, impressive. Light, yeah. So light and physics. So unfortunately, physicians have a, a harder time with physics than they do like chemistry, right? So we have to like all the positron emission tomography and MR and ultrasound. Those are all developed by physicists and engineers like myself, and um, then we teach physicians on how to use these products. But um, that's why it takes physicists and the engineers like myself to develop medical devices and then teach physicians on how to use it. So that was probably the most challenging. If you can get a physician to back up the technology. And so like, for example, all of our testimonials, we paid, we paid $0 to all of the hundreds of physicians that, that promote our product. We pay nothing to them because uh, the way we believe is that, look, you know, we're not like a pharma company, which we have billions of dollars uh, at our disposal to um, be able to compensate these guys. But, but we, uh, my philosophy was like, okay, if we're going to market this thing, let's go ahead and, and, and get really physicians that are behind our technology. So every physician that you see on our website or wherever you might see it is not being compensated whatsoever. All right. Very impressive. How, where does the manufacturing take place? Talk to us a little bit about manufacturing. Right. So since I'm a naturalized citizen, I came, uh, I'm an immigrant. I, I was, I insisted that we become uh, totally uh, made in USA. So we're, we build our devices right here in Silicon Valley. I, I have a uh, partner here that we um, manufacturing everything here. And it is, it is a little bit more expensive, to be quite honest, to be in Silicon Valley uh, because the labor rates is much, much uh, greater than, than um, getting it abroad. So what I did is uh, I put everything into robots. So all my manufacturing is done with multiple robots that build it. So there's only three, three humans in the whole, uh, in our whole manufacturing facility and, um, everything does. So we get, we get really good quality control out of that because there's, you know, robots and assembly factories like this that are, are robotized or automated give you much better product. And, you know, we're able to keep it in the United States the whole time. What factory, I'm sorry, what uh, holidays do you give your robots? I mean, we don't give them any days. <laughs> I mean, you don't give them any days off. <laughs> Unfortunately, that, that's the only thing. These robots will work all day long. And then the only thing is just to make sure Martin that Luther they're... King Day off? They don't get Martin Luther oh, King I Day wish, off? Oh, I wish. I wish, but they don't, unfortunately. They keep on going. And how do you market? How do you go to you know the or the retail distribution? All of that. All right. We're in. For example, we got a great deal with Costco. We you know we're in Costco Canada, Costco UK, Costco Australia. Um, you know, of course, Costco United States and Canada. And um, we are in. Of course, we were on Facebook and uh, the social media. And of course, we have a infomercial that we play. Um, uh, two or three times a day uh, on several national and domestic type of regions. But we we have a multiple um, type of sales channel, even Amazon. So we, we're, we're out there. Okay. I didn't know that it was on Amazon. I'll check mm -hmm. the price. Yeah. 
What am I going to see as the price? Oh, Amazon.com? Where? Yeah. And Amazon? Okay, 600 bucks. Yeah. yeah. It's cheap. It's really, you know, in our device, uh, I've designed it to be at least 18,000 treatments. So if you do four times a week or twice a week, it'll last you a good 80 to 100 years. And then if you want to understand the physics and biology behind it, check out the book, book Grow oh, yeah. Back, How Laser Phototherapy Stops Hair Loss and Regrows Your Hair. It is five-star rated on that Amazon thing and has almost 50 five-star reviews. So that is very impressive. That's just not he and his kids reviewing the book. That's everyone on the street. So pretty Thank impressive. You. Yeah, it's pretty definitely. Impressive. Well, yeah, I well, appreciate it. Yeah, the, uh, the, you know, I wrote the book because I wanted a step-by-step guide on how to, you know, stop your hair loss and regrowing hair because nobody really knew before. This is actually eight times more powerful than minoxidil or finasteride or any other um, uh, solution. There's no shampoo in the world that, that can regrow your hair. There's no shampoo that can stop your hair loss. So I explain all of that. And, what, you know, if you want to do those things, just follow this step-by-step guide and the book is never written like this in the world so it's a first of its kind and um i'll be happy for you know sharing that education to all of your listeners dr hamim hamid sir thank you so much for being with us great stuff great story thank you so much jim i really appreciate it and looking forward to uh your other shows wow i appreciate you being with us and we will be right back Well, that's a, that's, a, that's a wonderful question, actually, Jim. Oh, my gosh. I love the opportunity to do this. Thank you, Jim. Wow, that's, that's, a, that's a great one. You know, that is a phenomenal question. That's a great question, and, and I don't have a great answer. It, that's a great question. Oh, that is such a loaded question. And that's actually a really good question. School for Startups Radio. We are back in again. Thank you so very much for being with us. Very excited to introduce now Dustin Dunbar. He is author of a new book called You're Doing Great, Another Lies Alcohol Told Me. He started or grew up in an abusive alcohol-addicted family. His father, his grandfather, and probably several generations before that, all addicts. He, though, took it upon himself to study and decided that that was never going to happen to him. He got a doctorate in psychology. And believed that he had broken the family curse. He was selected by Ryan Seacrest for LA Shrink and Dallas Life Coach, where he was the shrink and the life coach for a couple of the TV shows. And unbelievably, though, he realized at some point that he himself had become alcohol dependent. He has since been working with others in that community, and he founded We Are the AFR.org. AFR is alcohol free. What? Revolution. Revolution. Dustin, welcome. How are you doing? Doing great, Jim. Thanks for having me on. All right. Did I tell the story correctly? Did I get anything wrong? Yeah, that's great. I love it. Okay. So, how did you end up uh, uh, addicted when you were being so cognizant of it? Um, 
I mean, you, it says you were just a social drinker. Uh, tell us the story. Yeah, exactly. So when I was like six or seven, I saw the monster that my father turned into. And then I heard all the horrible stories about my grandfather and his dad, like you say, just generations of farmer type men, you know, Midwest, tough Puritan work ethic guys that moonshine, whiskey, all these things. And, you know, so growing up in that kind of culture, you see all the movies and everything with whiskey and being a man and the gunslinger and taking a shot and not even flinching and order another round for everybody. And, you know, then at that big alcohol advertising throughout your life, you see five per day on average that say you can drink moderately, socially, responsibly. And then it was all, all about two drinks a day won't harm you. They even tried to say that it was even healthy for a while. Even you still see some of that out there. And everybody I talked to, even, you know, my priests and things like that, were all saying, Oh no, you know, it's fine to drink a little bit. Just, just watch yourself. And you're not, and in my mind, I was like, Oh, I'm not like my father, my grandfather and all that stuff. So, and if you don't try it, how do you know? So I started drinking when I was like 16 to come to the peer pressure you know, with wanting to be one of the guys and get the girls and parties and all that. And it took, it was a slow drip process, but one with the one thing that I want to, and everybody on the new science, everything is that nobody can handle their alcohol. And this is scientifically proven now that once enough uh, alcohol is consumed, anybody will become addicted. And that is the point of all of this and just trying to help others and let them know that they're not defective. They don't have an alcohol gene or allergy or personality. This is a 100% addictive substance that we must be extremely careful with. All right. How true is it? The, the family gene though, they say that it runs in families or is that not true? Yeah. So with ethanol alcohol, what they're showing with all kinds of studies now is that it doesn't matter about your heritage, Irish, you know, Indian, Mexican, Asian, all these things that we hear about. Oh, so-and-so can handle their alcohol and so-and-so can't. That's absolutely a myth, false. And the, the one that I like the most is the study with rats where they take a bunch of rats and they have to force feed them. First of all, they won't touch the stuff because they know instinctively that it's poison. They force feed them all uh, the ethanol, the alcohol. And then once enough is consumed, 100% of all of them become addicted. And rats are extremely genetically just like us, unbelievably, in the way they look. But that's why they do all the perfume stuff on them and everything. And yeah, so the brain, they're showing with CT scans what happens to the brain, the human brain, and how it just washes over the central nervous system. And we are all 100% susceptible. And of course, people are going to get uh, addicted different, different times, different volumes, uh, just like anything, just like any addictive substance. Heroin, you know, they say 50% addictive rate the first time you touch it. Well, it depends on who you are. So that there's another 50% that don't get addicted that first time. And just like cigarettes, how many times did it take a certain person to do that? It just depends on their background, their culture and things like that. But genetics do play a factor, but not much. All right. And how does this fit into the January alcohol free movement? Uh, we just finished up January. Uh, is that part of the same thing? 
Is that part of the, no. the alcohol AFR, the alcohol alcohol free? Gosh, that's hard for me to say. Revolution. Maybe that's an <laughs> yeah. interesting insight. I can't even say it. It's so crazy <laughs> to me, Dustin. I'll let you know. Yeah. I I don't drink. I love to drink, but I don't because I uh, am on some medicines that just don't work well with it, and I have Crohn's, and just doesn't work well. And I can go and enjoy uh, one or two mai tais, and then the next day I just. Uh, I want to die, you know, so um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that ethanol running through your veins, even on, even on a couple, you just see people whenever they start it, they, their, their skin color changes, their eyes droop down. And it's just amazing to watch somebody after they've just had a couple. And then the next day they, you know, they don't want to eat good food. They don't want to work out. They just want to lay on the couch all day. They don't want to play with their kids. It's a negative spiraling effect whenever you have ethanol running through your veins. All right. So tell me about January though. January. So yeah, no, that's, that's that whole, you know, sober October and dry January stuff. And I really don't, uh, have much to do with that at all because you're not taking anything away. That's for somebody who's like, like, Oh, I need to see if I, you know, how, if I'm addicted or not, can I go 30 days? And if you're doing that kind of stuff, that is a major red flag that you are already addicted and that you are having issues with drinking because people who don't have drinking problems don't do those types of things. And with this, we're not taking anything away. This is giving you, whenever you remove ethanol out of your system, the joy that comes up that is so incredible. That was like whenever you were a child, dancing, singing, and able to get up, like you're saying in the mornings, having, you know, wanting to work out, wanting to play. That is how you feel whenever your body is not uh, running with ethanol going through it. And so, yeah, the, the whole idea of removing something and, and abstaining and, oh, can I make it 30 days? And then once I do, I want to indulge in it. No, this, you're not indulging in a toxic addictive cancer causing substance you're removing something that is extremely bad for your health and addictive tell us about the new book i love the title you're doing great and other lies alcohol told me uh i i imagine all of us who ever went to a fraternity party can come up with all sorts of lies uh tell us about the book yeah yeah, it is one of those things where I have a lot of fun with it, where, you know, the mind and the ego can get way too serious about this stuff. And so there's there's a lot of fun stories, like you're saying, like college and me modeling in Italy and doing, you know, crazy stuff. My brother uh, was a drag queen. He was in it. Uh, he's in it quite a bit and he steals the show with those kinds of stories. Um, but so it's really fun and informative. And it's, it's really just uh, coinciding with This Naked Mind by Annie Grace is where she is the one who woke me up out of my alcohol addiction. And she has done an incredible job with her research. So with the two books combined, if the alcohol-free light doesn't come on for you with those two books, uh, something's not right. Because everybody who's done read those two books combined have been like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? We've been so brainwashed. This is a completely addictive, uh, cancer-causing, and 200 other illness-causing substance that we have to be so careful with, just like cigarettes. And that's what trying to scream from the mountaintops is you cannot handle your alcohol. 
All right. Uh, I love some of the chapters that are in here. Uh, you know, what are some of, the, some of the lies that you talk about? And I've told myself some of these. You're more you when you drink. How do you yeah, get over no, those? How do I, you know, because you're the most interesting man in the world when you're drunk, you know? Uh, how do you replace that confidence, the drinking goggles that allow you to go up to the girl and say, Hey, hello, how are you doing? I'm a drunk. Can I get your, you know, I mean, how do you replace the confidence though? The, the good stuff yeah. that we think is there. Is it there? Are we more confident to go up to the girl when we're drunk? Yeah. So you're numbing your consciousness down and what you're doing is what we all call the, you know, the beer goggles and the, right. the, and that kind of thing. You're not funnier. You're not more attractive. You're not, you don't dance better. I've seen the videos of myself and there's all kinds of things that is just like, Oh my God, I was a complete buffoon, you know? And that's why you, you just don't have that now. And that's why I recreated the alcohol free revolution uh, we are the AFR.org with all my coaches is to get through those insecurities. I personally had tons of those insecurities as well. And you, that's part of this is there's reasons why we drink. And number one is usually people say, Oh, you know, it takes the edge off. Um, I become more me, like I'm, I'm more loose and free and all these things. All you're doing is numbing your consciousness down. And instead of being the real you, that joyous, peaceful, kind person that you are without ethanol in your system, uh, then that's the key. And all the bad things that I look back at my life and the bad things that I've done to others, I was on alcohol, literally. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And you just start slapping your forehead, how, how brainwashed we've become with this collective illusion that we all have that alcohol benefits us in some way. Dustin, how do you make a living doing this? How, you know, this is a show about entrepreneurship and we're always interested in the business behind the coach, so to speak. Tell us a little yes, bit about I, the money piece. I hate to be so crass, but no, that's, that's what beautiful. we are about here. Yeah. So I was so fortunate. I grew up really poor in the Midwest and all that. And I was so fortunate to do really well in real estate. And so now it's time for me to give back. And this is all 100% proceeds go to those people fight, helping those fight uh, alcohol addiction. And then the uh, we are the AFR.org is a nonprofit coaching organization. It's all volunteer based. And so I'm at the point in my life now, luckily, that I can do this and just help others. Okay. Well, that's very impressive. <laughs> so just relying on past income then, and this is all just giving back. Yeah. My, the equity I'm selling some properties in San Diego that just did well, did really well. And I'm taking that equity and I'm donating it, donating it to the AFR and buying wellness centers and doing all kinds of fun stuff. How do you know if you do have a drinking problem? Yeah, like I say, if those if you're saying that I need, you know, whenever you're about to go to a party, something like that, you're you're saying, oh, they're saying there's not going to be any alcohol at this party. How am I going to have fun? And what are we going to do? That, that's red light flashes that 
you're addicted. There's different levels of addiction. There's mild and then moderate and severe. The one we think of as the old term, like alcoholic, that's that 10% who are reaching under the kitchen sink and just starting their day with vodka and that kind of thing. That's only 10%. 90% of the people who are addicted are in that mild to medium level. And you just got to, everybody starts out at that level. You know, you, that's where I started. You just got to, and you'll end up, the problem is you'll end up in the severe level it's just a matter of time and volume. So you've got to turn this thing around before it gets too much. And that two drinks a day is total crap. So if you ever hear that, that it's okay to have two drinks a day, that is a, the biggest myth lie there is. And just be so careful. Treat it like cigarettes. How many cigarettes do you think you could have a day and not be addicted? And that's me. I have a cigar a month and I know that it's toxic. I know that it's going to kick my butt. Like you said, for two days, I'm probably going to be choking, doing all this stuff, but it's my one little, uh, thing, you know, outlet that I'm like, okay, I'm having one <laughs> and then that's it. So with alcohol, you just got to be so careful with it. You know, I think the thing that's been the most dangerous is the invention of these water bottles, you know, I, you know, so many people that have their water bottle with their wine in it and maybe diluted wine even, but it's still a water bottle full of wine and ice and whatever, whatever, but you never know how much goes in there. You know what, you know what I mean? Have you encountered these water bottle drinkers? Yeah, I've encountered it because I've done it myself. So yeah, you got it. That's, and I mean, you're just like, I, I see everybody now and I did it too with Halloween, you know, all the parents cruising around with their big hydro flasks and it's just uh, 40 ounces of booze basically dumping in there. And it's just, yeah, that's a, you know, we're just completely unconscious with this stuff and you're, you're, you're messing with it's so big of a fire and it just, it will destroy your life. If you just don't, aren't careful, very careful. What should you do if you think you have a problem? Uh, get with the alcohol free revolution and it's free. So there's nothing to lose. Um, and it's for everybody. It's not just for, you know, people who think they have a problem. It's for people who are like, man, we should really ban alcohol advertising. Like we do cigarettes for our children's future for them to be seeing five ads per day saying that it's fun and sexy to drink this stuff over and over and over. Like we all did is just ridiculous. So go to, we are the AFR.org join up. And then if you want to be part of the meetings, there's free coaching meetings, zoom, calls in there and we're here for you. Uh, the tagline is you'll never walk alone. I love that. And what about the youngsters? I think that the youngsters are de are drinking less. Yes. Even though they're absolutely. seeing these ads, I think that it's just not as bad as it used to be. Your thoughts? Yeah. The consciousness surrounding it, they're waking up. These younger people are amazing. I, I'm, I'm so impressed with them. Um, they are seeing the light of what alcohol really does to their parents. And there's also a lot of new studies coming out with cancer 
stuff that's offsetting all this, you know, oh, resveratrol and wine is healthy, a couple of glasses a night, that kind of thing. And so there's there, the consciousness, the zeitgeist, if you will, is just that, that sign of the times that we're all waking up. And that's what this revolution is all about. It is a cultural uh, thing that's happening. And I can't wait to see when in a, in a two or three years when lawmakers make uh, alcohol advertising illegal. And then you're really going to see the numbers of younger people um, not drinking uh, be incredible. How many drinks should you have a year? A year. Wow. That's, yeah, that's you know, a good one. You know, is it you okay know, to get two on my birthday yeah. and two on Christmas and that kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, dude, like, like, like it's a cigar type thing. If it's a celebratory thing for you, and you know you're going to feel like crap the next day, and you you know it causes cancer, and you know that you could get addicted if you smoke or drink a lot, just like any substance, then yeah, you, you're conscious, you're aware. But if you're doing the two a night or more, uh, or even every other day and things like that, and you're doing dry Januaries and sober Octobers, and uh, this is all going on in your head, you are already on that path and you must get this stuff out of you. Um, so 10 days it takes to get alcohol out of your system scientifically. And then after that, it's 100% psychological of like, Oh, I need it. And I, I think I go into this party. I got to talk to this woman and we got to do this. You know, those kind of thoughts means that you are psychologically addicted. So just be careful, but yeah, just treat it uh, like you would cigarettes and then uh i think you're fine great stuff dustin thank you so much for being with us and congratulations on the book i hope it sells tremendously well for you how do we find out more follow online get a copy of the book uh what's your website all of that please yeah dustin dunbar.com is where you can purchase the book dustin dunbar afg is instagram and then of course we are the afr.org fantastic thank you so very much congratulations on you getting sober and helping give back great stuff thank you so much thank you very much i appreciate it and we're out of time but you know what that's right we come back tomorrow be safe everyone take care don't go have a drink on me we'll be back take care everyone bye now Thank you.